Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app. Excited to be popping on out to the KDOS hotline. AJ Perez from Front Office Sports joining us as part of all of the festivities for Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. AJ, it's Kayla here with you. How are you on this Thursday? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's getting a little little busier out here now. I can imagine here. So let's actually start off with this here. Uh, You're in Vegas. So how is the Super Bowl host doing thus far? Is mostly everyone happy with venues, locations, convenience? And on, on top of that, you know, how did we get here that Las Vegas is home to pro teams and hosting a Super Bowl? Yeah, it's uh, Vegas. A lot of a lot of Super Bowl uh, sites, and not not Phoenix, but there's been others where, you know, there's not a lot of hotel space. There's not a lot of options. Uh, Going to bring it Indianapolis and Detroit, um, and so there's a, uh, but but this is. This, this fits. I mean, there, they, there's going to be more fans than a normal Super Bowl. The Super Bowl here draws about 300,000 people um, each year here already. Now there's even more people probably in, looking about at least 10%, 20% more people expected. So, but yeah, they're handling it well. And, yeah, this is if you, I started covering the NFL fan sports, sports betting 15, 16 years ago. It, it, it's, it did change in 2018 with the Supreme Court decision. But uh, I have a story coming out uh, probably in the next, uh, next few hours that kind of delves into how we got here and uh, why we're in Vegas. And uh, after all the, all the uh, opposition to, to Vegas and sports betting the NFL uh, historically had. That's over at Front Office Sports for that A.J. Perez story on how we got here with a Super Bowl in Las Vegas. You know, you mentioned covering gambling and uh, how we've also seen the sports leagues really embracing legalized gambling. Has there been any sentiment of fatigue at all uh, with it, uh, you know, from consumers seeing ads during commercials and a thought that maybe the amount of exposure to sports books is uh, something to consider or is is it still really full steam ahead with this new category? Yeah, um, yeah Arizona is one of the uh, uh, one of the states. There's only 13 states left that don't have some kind of sports betting. Um, uh, the, and the good news for fans, if they're tired of seeing the, seeing that, um, you're going to probably you're probably going to get see you'll probably see as much. There's about three ads running for the Super Bowl, so there there could be a prop bet whether they're going to show uh, Taylor Swift or uh, total minutes or total minutes of uh, of uh, sportsbook ads. So they're going to about a minute and a half total, I think. So that's uh, I, there. There is fatigue. I think you're right. There is also people don't talk about the problem, the issues of of of, of, of compulsive gambling, um, the addiction that can, you know, can really it's 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 very it can be addicting to some. And uh, I think there's we haven't really seen the full fallout because uh, that's uh, even though the, all these companies talk up uh, responsible gaming, you know, there's there there are downsides as there are to a lot of other things. AJ Perez with Front Office Sports joining us here in the Extra Point on KDOS AM 1060. Uh, sticking with gambling for just a minute, you've really had FanDuel and DraftKings as the two big players in the market. Now you have the launch of ESPN Bet. I think that they've kind of risen to third now. Uh, is there enough room in the market for all of these betting operations? Will we see further consolidation? How does that uh, landscape look? Yeah, and now Fanatics, which I'm covering this uh, legal case with a, with, a, with a Fanatics executive that DraftKings is now suing. 
Uh, it, it's a, yeah, there's uh, with uh, Fanatics also they they're about they're at 14 states, about the same as ESPN bet. Um, as you mentioned, FanDuel and DraftKings have have more states and they dominate the states. Um, but yeah, there's it's there the are we statu- There's gonna really it's gonna come down to there. Florida has is just starting, but we got Texas and, and California. Those are two big ones that have not started yet. And th- so uh, so if you're an ESPN bet or if you're a Fanatic sportsbook. Those, that's where you can make a big splash if you're if you're in those two markets early. Um, you can catch up uh, at least revenue wise a little bit. So there's a, there's a lot of choices. But the, the the funny thing is here here in Nevada, really the only um, NFL partner that offers gambling is MGM. Um, that MGM um, is the only really one here that uh, you know Fanduel Fanduel is not licensed here in, in in Nevada. Same with DraftKings and also. Um, ESPN bet, um, they and, and fanatics. So there's like so like some of the like the four biggest sports books don't operate here in in the state. AJ Perez, front office sports, right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point. Okay, switching away from gambling and going into something else, uh, we seemingly saw the success of streaming with Peacock with regular season games and an exclusive playoff game. Then you also have streaming. Thursday Night Football for the last two years has been on Amazon Prime. It has sparked the conversation. How much more of the NFL is going to be going to streaming only? Uh, You had the chance and a select few members of media got to be in a room with Roger Goodell. Uh, What was he saying this week about streaming for the future with the NFL, streaming for the Super Bowl as part of uh, what we could potentially see? Yeah, I mean, the, Goodell said not. The, he basically said that he will. They, there will not be a paywall Super Bowl, either pay per view or streaming. Um, while he's commissioner, his his contract runs another three years. Um, and uh, but there's, he, he could get he another, another extension. Um, so we're, I think we're they're probably going to see another game, and maybe next year a second game on streaming only. The Peacock was had the first round game between the Dolphins and Chiefs that was actually did better, even though it was on Peacock where you have to pay for it. It, that game actually did better viewer-wise and much younger uh, fan demographics than the same playoff game the year prior that was on broadcast. So that, so that, that really was kind of one of the talking points. I'm like, yes, people have to pay another, pay for something else. Uh, but, uh, you know, and it did boost subscriptions too for, for NBC's Peacock. Um, but so that, I think that's, I think other streamers are going to use that. And then, and then we have the news on Tuesday about this, this, this new consortium streaming of, uh, kind of, we don't have a lot of details yet. And some of the league, and some, I've, there's some, there's going to be some pushback from the leagues on this. Since uh, this is ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery Sports, uh, they, they, they're going to launch their, their own streaming service, Sports Focus. And be that uh, when some of those details are still coming out, and we may not know anything from the price to what is going to be allowed to be shown uh, on on that service for a while. Yeah, let's stick with that there. Um, you you did say details were kind of far and few between. They did seem to suggest that they wanted to put linear television as well as their streaming components uh, as part of this massive application all in one location. NBC, Peacock, CBS, Paramount Plus, though, not included. You know, if there isn't yeah. any pushback here, uh, is this the step in the right direction, though, for sports consumers who are now being pulled in numerous different directions, only have a certain pot of money to spend on these sorts of entertainment products? Uh, does this start to move us in a direction to help the consumer or is it continuing to hurt the consumer? Yeah, we, since you don't have, 
details, including the price. Um, I think for the consumers, it could be a win. For the leagues, it's going to be a loss. I mean, the leagues are afraid, um, according to my sources, are afraid that this, this, this one product will try to, um, if the NBA rights are coming up, for example, um, that and, uh, and ESPN and Warner Brothers Discovery Sports have, uh, have NBA. They're, they're, they're worried about these networks kind of teaming up and basically it would, it would lead to, it would lead to, uh, it would lead to fewer, uh, be less money for the league because it would be less, less people competing, less people bidding if they, if they, if they go as one block with those three. That's, uh, so that's, uh, so that's kind of where we're at with that. That's interesting, because uh, obviously, to me, it seemed like streaming seemed to be the new revelation for sports leagues to obtain more money for leagues' rights, that going in that direction, uh, you know, kind of pushed uh, into a realm of Amazon money to push into the realm of Apple TV money, and almost maybe from uh, network perspectives, that teaming up together allows them to compete against those other entities. Yes, that's what it is. Um, so, yeah, that's, and it's kind of the leagues, and we don't know all the specifics of what the league, the, the current contracts with the NBA, NFL, um, and, and, and the other sports teams, what they're allowed to do, because we're still, and we've seen the downfall. You, you can look at Arizona, what happened to the RSN, and the fights over, 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 over the air rights, and, and, uh, and, and the RSN, you know, Valley's Arizona basically dying because uh, it was too expensive, they said, during that bankruptcy for Diamond Sports. That it, to 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 keep going with with the contract without without more streaming and streaming and bright and every contract is different. So you know this is going to be uh, it's going to be it'll be fun to see where this where this lands up. I'm sure with the next couple of weeks we'll have a lot lot more details on what this will be all about. Absolutely. AJ Perez, front office sports, providing his uh, perspective on things in sports landscape right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point. Uh, I mentioned uh, trying for leagues and specifically here for the NFL, trying to obtain new money. And it seems like one of the other ways for them to do that is going in the direction of expanding games outside the country. There uh, is a lot of league excitement about the Friday opener in Brazil. Uh, what measurements do you think the NFL needs to keep hitting with these overseas games for them to continue to keep expanding? And maybe we're closer to getting a permanent overseas team. Yeah, and I kind of broke that story in uh, outside Phoenix in March at the owners' meetings. Uh, it was the annual meeting last year we, where we reported the NFL considering a 14 European division, uh, mostly through, through expansion, but there could be a relocation there with, you know, if. if if uh, if there's a team interested in going, um, I think they're going to be focusing on they're really focusing on Germany and uh, and the UK. Those are really the most likely for if there's going to be a permanent team outside the US. That's where it's headed. But we also have Brazil. It has has an opening weekend um, coming up uh, this next season, um, and uh, they'll eventually return to Mexico. Um, probably probably after the World Cup, but uh, maybe maybe before. We'll see how the, if they get that uh, the stadium. The stadium in order that's going through innovations there in Mexico City. So that's it's huge, and, and and the way they're doing this, and this is with the Olympics coming to LA as well. Um, the NFL is really behind flag football. Flag football is going to be a sport in the Olympics uh, in, during the summer games four years from now. So they're really ramping up the, the international effort using um, you know using the NFL product in general, but also flag football um, to kind of help expand into that next frontier. 
You know, we keep talking about expansion, and uh, to me, it seems like they saw, the NFL saw, what their ratings were on Christmas Day, and obviously it lined up for them with the days of the week following on Sunday and Monday here the last couple of years. Now with it shifting to a different day of the week, I wouldn't be surprised if they found a way to try to continue to capitalize here on Christmas Day, and almost to this point, overtaking as many days of the week as possible. There is, though, the 1961 Broadcasting Act that the NFL can't schedule games after 6 p.m. Eastern on Fridays and Saturdays from the second Friday of September to the second Saturday of December. Do we almost feel like, though, we're heading in a position that this act is not going to be able to hold up the test of time? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So it's how it, there's at, at some point does the NFL stop growing? I mean, that's with the. It doesn't seem like that, and it seems like nothing can stop it, whether it was the concussion, whether the, the concussion um, about 10, 11 years ago with the movie concussion um, and, uh, and the other scrutiny there, and uh, that they survived that. They survived uh, – the, the NFL also survived, um, you know, the, the kneeling. Not that it was a player peacefully protesting should not have upset as many people, but uh, it's uh, – you know, there was – they survived that. And there's really not – the NFL is uh, so huge uh, that it's uh, even the other leagues are using this this week to promote things. It's like you know, especially combat sports. It's pretty amazing how the NFL platform is so big that other leagues, mostly you know, maybe not the NBA, NHL, um, and Major League Baseball so much, but other you know, other other sports leagues, especially in combat sports, that are that are really trying to use the Super Bowl to get to get their word out. Absolutely. One final question here before we let you go. Appreciate your time from a busy week uh, in Las Vegas. AJ Perez, front office sports. Do you have any predictions when it comes to this year's Super Bowl viewership? You're going to have football fans. You're going to have, obviously, the casual fans. You're going to have the people that are just going for party sake. Uh, but now you also have the Swifties coming in mass. So will we see <laughs> records be broken uh, for Super Bowl viewership this year? I think there's a very good chance. Um, it can come down to how exciting the game is. Is there going to be uh, there's going to be the casual fan that's going to come in? Um, you know, do you, do you hold their attention um, for for as much time as they needed to be to be uh, counted as a, as, as a viewer? Um, it's uh, that's going to be. I think it's, even if it's a blowout, it could, it, it could still get close to the most watched game ever. Um, yeah, Taylor Swift looks like she's coming back from her tour stop in uh, in Tokyo. So. Um, it's going to be. Uh, it's it'll it'll be it'll be fun to see. This, a lot of it comes down to how how exciting this game is. That should be should be a good contest. AJ, we really appreciate you taking time with us. Enjoy the rest of the week, and uh, we'll hopefully catch up with you down the road. All right, thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. Once again, he is AJ Perez, and follow all of his work over at Front Office Sports. Great breakdown uh, as part of all the different things in the media and what's maybe potentially on the horizon. And, of course, we'll have to monitor and see, uh, as he mentioned when we were talking about the streaming services and this big news that dropped this week in terms of uh, ESPN, Fox, and uh, Warner Brothers Discovery teaming up for streaming service what that all entails and how the future of our sports viewing and our sports viewership is moving forward